0: Welcome to Real Lucha Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Lawrence. And I'm Miguel. I'm here to bring you to you a breakdown of AEW Dynamite New Year's Smash Night One. One. And this is the first <laughs> dynamite of the new year 2021. So let's get right into our gimmick, the breakdown. Let's do it. Welcome to a special episode of AEW Dynamite. This is the first Dynamite of the year, and what a better way to start than with New Year's Smash Night One. Excalibur, Jim Ross, Tony Schiavone, and special guest Chris Jericho are on commentary. Vince McMahon. First match to begin tonight is SCU and the Young Bucks versus the Acclaimed and the Hybrid Two. These SoCal boys represent the west coast well as Matt Jackson and Christopher Daniels land the best Meltzer ever to Jack Evans for the win. Second match is Jake Hagar versus Wardlow. This match has been a long time coming ever since MJF and Wardlow joined the inner circle. The two biggest guns of the faction put on a good show as Wardlow gets the upper hand and lands an F10 to go over. Third match is Matt Seidel vs Cody Rhodes. The American Nightmare comes out with fellow judge of the Go Big Show, Snoop Dogg as his coach for the match. Two crossroads by the EVP takes it and a post-match top rope splash from Snoop onto Serpenticle ends the outing. For the fourth match, we got Abaddon versus Hikaru Shida for the AEW Women's Championship. Good storytelling told in this bout, with Shida definitely showing fear of the living dead girl. The champ conquers that fear and wins the match with a shining wizard. You're a wizard, Harry. And still, your AEW Women's Champion, Shida. And now for the fifth match and main event of the evening, we see Ray Phoenix versus Kenny Omega for the AEW World Championship. Shut up and take my money! How is this not a pay-per-view match? The champ starts things off with a Spike Hurricane. Ray answers with a Step Up Rana and a second rope Rana to the outside. Ray goes for a Rolling Soul, but whiffs. Kenny goes for a Tornado DDT, but Phoenix reverses by landing on his feet. The best bout machine takes it to the outside with a snap dragon, backdrop on the apron, backdrop on the railing, kutaru crusher, and front backbreaker. The Mexa King brings it back with a twisting drop kick, on Ilo Elo through the second rope, second rope backflip German, diving footstop to the head, and a super kick. Kenny sneaks in a V-Trigger. But Ray kips up right away like the rising phoenix from the ashes to land another super kick. A springboard by phoenix is reversed into a v trigger. The mexican goes on a roll with a poison rana, outside in cutter, and fire thunder driver. With the latino heat dance, Ray signals he's going for the legends frog splash but is reversed the cleaner lands a Tiger Driver 98, V Trigger, and one Winged Angel for the one, two, three. Your winner and still AEW World Champion, Kenny Omega. Bullet Club. Oh, that Kenny. Kenny Omega. Am I right? Ray, Phoenix, Kenny. What a main just event. I think we'll continue to talk about that for a while. Ray and Kenny are just awesome. And we'll talk about that later on. How about that? Yeah. Because that's agreed. important. Okay. So let's go into the first match.
1: It was that eight man tag with the Young Bucks and SCU versus Hybrid 2 and the Acclaimed. I mean, all right off the bat, I was super excited about the match. Love the acclaimed, Love TH2, especially Jack Evans. Love the Bucks. SCU, grown to love them too, and yeah, I mean, there you can't really go any you can't go wrong with this match. I mean, it was a classic off the bat, total chaos of with, with Nick uh, running on the ropes and jumping onto everyone, including his own team, his own um, teammates. Uh, Jack Evans does a middle rope Phoenix splash to Christopher Daniels. And then he does the corkscrew moonsault to Kaz. You know, it's like a sequence. He's like whooping everyone's ass right now at the moment. And, of course, Matt goes crazy and swan times everyone. You know, this time Matt is the one that takes everyone out. Um, First it was Nick. Then, of course, the Bucks do a double splash on the jack. And then the Bucks do... And uh, Christopher Daniels do a Meltzer driver to jack for the
0: win. Yeah, man. You have the SoCal boys, right? And I'm including the Young Bucks in that because, of course, it's SoCal Uncensored as well as the Young Bucks. Oh, I didn't Bucks. realize
1: they're all from SoCal before. Of course. Yeah, cool. man,
0: they're all SoCal. they all representing. And so you have that contingent right there. They're always hanging out. And you got, against you know, the acclaimed and the Hybrid too. Uh, 2, two teams that are, I think, pretty pretty different when you think about it. The acclaimed young guys that are coming up, really making their first big impression on the wrestling world when – you have Jack Evans and Angelico, who are definitely more an experienced team. Uh, maybe don't have the worldwide uh, <laughs> acclaim, right? But <laughs> they are definitely veterans in their own right. And, yeah, so it's, it was a really interesting uh, match to ha- to see all of them uh, go together. Uh, but, man, that Jack Evans, man, six attempting that 630, uh, he got countered by... Uh, Nick Jackson, so, uh, yeah, <laughs> that just that just stuck, to, that stuck out to me, even though it was uh, something that was countered. You know, he didn't land. And, yeah, we got to go into that <coughs> post-match promo by the SCU when they said that they want a title match with their good friends, right? Someday. And Respectfully. It has to happen. We need SCU versus the Young Bucks for the titles. I think I'd be very happy any way that that match went. I really would. And, yeah, we'll see if we'll get that. I think it's inevitable, like Miguel said, right, in so many words. But right after that, we go into the promo. Again, sorry, I just got to show some love to Young Bucks, SCU uh, in particular, and then some, uh, some to TH2 and the acclaimed they're up and coming. You know, but I, I definitely want to give a shout-out to all the vets, right? So we got a promo, right? The first promo of the night, in ring with John Moxley. He says, life isn't fair. He doesn't complain. He takes it on the chin. He's not going anywhere. He won't interfere in the match that Ray has because he's worked hard for it. But he will get revenge on Kenny for costing him the title and stealing it. But yeah, you know, your typical Mox promo... Uh, what else is he going to say? Uh, I guess you got to give him some love for uh, not crying about it, right? He knows it. We've, we've seen so many heels uh, do that throughout wrestling history. Too many to count. So from there, we go on to promo two, which is uh, backstage with uh, Dasha Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy. Miro, Kip, and Penelope walk in. Miro is happy that Trent is hurt. That's pretty fucked up of you. We get Chucky... Sexy Chucky T challenges Miro. And Miro says if he loses, he has to be his young boy. boy. And when a young boy is, for those of you who aren't follow, who do not follow Japanese wrestling, but. that is when... <laughs> Butler. Butler. When, yeah. Butler is not even the right way of saying it, <laughs> but that's what they transition into because we can see the future. And <laughs> uh, a young boy is someone who's learning the ropes of wrestling, and they're under this uh, tutorship from a veteran wrestler. So, what. They have to do is, I guess, somewhat of a hazing. It's not really though. It's more so <laughs> like you have to do everything that your uh, mentor uh, tells you to do, which is, uh, you know, do all these tasks, right? Like building the ring and whatnot, and maybe even you <laughs> maybe even more than that. But yeah, it's gonna be transition into uh, butler status, really, <laughs> which I hate. <laughs> But yeah, do you want to talk to us about that second match, J. K. Kagar versus Wardlow? Yeah,
1: a completely a purely inner circle affair, a uh, little conflict that they got had brewing on over the past few weeks beforehand. Uh, two big guys of the group always staring down each other like they want to claw each other's eyes out. And of course, Jericho and MJF, or was it what? Just I can't remember. If it was one of them or both of them or someone else that pointed that out, saying that oh they're always staring at each other like they want to fight each other. And of course they make the oh, match. That's a good point. I completely forgot who pointed it out. I think it was Jericho. Uh, yeah, So then he makes a match so they could, you know, uh duke it out, get it out of their system so they could go on being the best faction in the world. And of course Ward, though, ends up winning the match uh cleanly with of course his F ten. And this I um, mean and then but this this goes beyond the match sort of. But like throughout the like later on tonight you see like Hagers like, you know, yeah, he he's let this go. Like yeah, he uh he took a loss from Wardlow in that stat but he's very pissed. Like he's very pissed that he lost. I mean he's a competitor. Like, you know, guys that are very deep in the competition, you know how you know how that feels. You, you hate losing. So he's uh He's in an ass whooping mood. Doesn't want anyone talking to him. But MJF manages to go in there, smooth talk him, and to not be and him not getting into not getting his ass whooped. You know, making Jake feel good so that way, kind of, I guess, maybe to avoid suspicion that he's trying to cause issues or rifted in their circle. So he s- he says what he needs to say to Jake. Uh, saying, oh, yeah, you're still a great wrestler. Like, most people want to walk away. You're the first person to ever walk away from a fight with, like, you know, Wardle or something like that. And then, of course, you know, Jake, like, appreciates that. But, uh, yeah, and that, and as, as of right now, that's that. And Inner Circle is back to, you know, being a healthy group.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, <clears throat> they gave each other daps at the end of that match. Really cool. Um, some, you know, some of the highlights of in action. Like, I liked that Alabama Spine Buster by... Uh, Wardlow and that F10, man. Is that, that's a pretty cool finisher, right?
1: Oh yeah, better than an actor, we might know. way <laughs> better than
0: way better than, than an F5. Uh, but yeah, uh, it was the big men of inner Circle facing each other off because there was just too much testosterone building up right there. <laughs> so you had to settle it in the ring. So we got a promo, uh, the third promo of the night, which is a uh, backstage or private party. Uh, snoop dog joins for whatever reason and then we get matt who walks in and then <laughs> we got potential line of the night by matt hardy who says i'm not a, am mo- not, not a, a monster, monster. guy you still got third party stuff right and <laughs> what he means by that is because he's forcing pri- he's basically forcing private party to sign a contract with the matt hardy brand making it so that he takes 30 percent of their earnings but he says that but he's, he's not, not going to touch their third party. He's not going to touch turning. their third party because he's not a monster. Yeah, guys. right? He's, he's not Vinnie Mac. No, he's is not. Basically. So that's a shout out to the Fed because around this time, right, they made a big hoopla, rightly so, the wrestling world, that the Fed, WWE, was taking over a lot of their wrestlers' third party stuff. And it's like, what the heck, man? Like, you know, you're not making enough money <laughs> that you have to – literally dig out of these people's pockets for usually it's like twitch stuff right like playing video games but it comes out of other stuff right like cameos and whatnot i know biggie was big on cameo uh shout outs to the new day podcast it's really uh, really entertaining that's how i know he's on cameo in the first place <laughs> and yeah so uh, stuff like that right uh instagram right because all of these social media stuff you you can make money off of and it kind of sucks that that has nothing to do with wrestling, but WWE is like, oh, gimme, give gimme give some of that. <laughs> so yeah, so that sucks, but very funny uh, that Matt uh, went there. He went there. It was really funny. Uh, but yeah, uh, they 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 sign uh, <laughs> uh, private party signs, and uh, Snoop Dogg is uh, excited about it. So maybe he's part of Matt Hardy brand that we don't even know it. <laughs> Honorary member. Yeah. So, but yeah, hey, I'm happy. Matt Hardy. One of my favorites of all time. So I'm really, it's really cool that he gets to, you know, share some TV time with Snoop Dogg, right? You, I know it's not necessarily the place for him, right? It's not, he's not a wrestler or anything like that. But he's such a huge name that that's why you get these guys in wrestling. It's it's been happening since the end of time, right? Yeah. Adding some of these uh, a list celebrities, right?
1: Yeah, premier figurehead of gangster
0: rap. Oh yeah, oh yeah, West Coast. So we get a promo, right? Another promo, the fourth promo. Uh, there's a segment in the ring. Uh, it's a way in for the TNT title match. <laughs> I
1: love this one. Team Taz, Darby <laughs>
0: said, Darby comes in. It's really funny because it's all of Team Taz, right? Which is like five guys strong and just yeah. Darby. <laughs> yeah. And you know, Darby's a small guy, and he says, he knows that he's gonna get jumped, so he just <laughs> wants to get to the fun part. In quotation marks, is you know what he said, and Sting comes in before they can attack. You know, another Sting, uh, another Sting outing where he doesn't attack anyone. We love seeing Sting, but we need to see uh, him in action somehow. I mean, just swing the bat, you know? We, we got to see that, but it's coming. I, I'm not worried about that. I'm just saying we're getting a lot of Tony Schiavone interviews, Sting comes out, and then Team Taz interrupts. It's like it's, it is getting a little form, formulaic, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: but, yeah, so we'll move on to the promo number five. Uh, backstage with MJF and Hagar, I think you were alluding to this. Yes, where uh, Hagar is raging <laughs> and MJF calms him down, and it, in the you know the douchey way that MJF knows how, he's like, "Look, I know you feel like a loser right now." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what the what the fuck, MJF? No one no one said anything like that. We didn't like kick him down. Like, kick him when he's down. <laughs> but he says that he should be proud of himself and Hagar. Bought it, you know? <laughs> so that was pretty funny. Hago's <laughs> just like, yeah, you're cool, man. I was like, all right. All right. <laughs> so we we get the uh, promo six of the night, which is uh, backstage with Alex Marvez and Jurassic Express. FTR interferes with Tully, and they think Marco is useless. That's all they came in to say, that they yeah. hate Marco. And <laughs> Marco's <laughs> taking Lucha's spot in the tag match next week. Uh, Tully pats Marco on the head. Marco rages because of that. And yeah, I guess you know disrespect. You can't stand for that. But then no. after that, we get into the third match of the night, which is L versus Cody, with and who? I, with um, the Enforcer. No.
1: Oh no, sorry, Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg, <laughs> Snoop Dogg, the Snoop Dogg. Enforcer. No, no, no. He's up the yeah. Just Snoop Dogg. Apparently, he's his wrestling coach because he's he's a wrestling god. Now, should we call the Double A Spinebuster the Snoop Dogg Spinebuster? Yes, we should. <laughs> Apparently, we should. So, yeah, apparently, um, so, uh, long story short, Cody ends up winning the match due to the tutelage of Snoop Dogg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Woo! Uh, but no, it was an interesting match because he got this baby face. I mean, they're kind of both baby faces.
0: They are. Oh, for but sure. side vs.
1: Cody. So, uh, you know, I, I, I did enjoy seeing this. I knew there wasn't, I knew neither one of them was going to turn heel at the end of the match. Like, you know, like the loser or whatever, like, so Side-down in this case, I knew he wasn't going to turn, um, turn up as a heel, uh, I did like that Cody's trying to do some high flying moves like the moonsault, but he did miss it. But I like he was trying to like you know compete at Matt Seidel's level. And um, but I, Matt Seidel, he he connected with the shooting surface. However, Cody had his knees raised, so it was like it, it really um, you know it nailed. It, it was a big blow for Seidel, It was a almost a crippling blow, at least enough for Cody to win with the crossroads. And of course, Chaos Project attacked the crap out of him after and. Uh, Co- and Matt, of course, backed up Cody, like because they're both faces, and
0: yeah, that's that. Yeah, uh, and then so yeah, because of because of that, because of how the match ended, and uh, Chaos Project getting in the way, doing a run in on Cody, Matt Seidel helping him out, and that all led to what basically this was all about: getting Snoop Dogg in the ring to do uh, that that frog splash onto uh, Chaos Project, right? Yes, and this Hell is yeah. all to put cody and snoop Dogg's show over right their new show the go big the go big show <laughs> yeah so um yeah it was it was entertaining it really was it's it's really cool to see a snoop dog having fun out there and him uh giving uh daps to uh the commentator the commentator's in the commentators' table, right? It was really cool oh, yeah. seeing him, Jericho. You know, Jericho, kind of breaking character because he's the heel, but he's like, hey, Snoop Dogg. They yeah, like give, give him some love. So that was really fun. Uh, yeah. So then from there, we have the fourth match of the night. Ugh. Abaddon versus
1: Sheeta. Abaddon is terrifying, guys. She's basically a zombie. Women's
0: title <coughs> match.
1: Yeah, and... I gotta say, I was pretty worried for Sheeta because I mean, I do. Abaddon's cool, but I do like. I do want. I wanted Sheeta to win the match. I want her to keep her title. I'm not quite ready for Abaddon to be champ yet. Um, so yeah, Sheeta. So it was like. Abaddon has this thing of biting Sheeta's leg, and then, you know, she, she just bled all over her leg after that. Like, she got, like, a bite mark on it. Um, and then throughout the match, Sheeda is just like you know she's being fearless, or she she's just being very rather really courageous because you know she's probably still pretty afraid of Abaddon. She lo- looks like nothing affects her, and she just keeps like she keeps un- wailing her forearms and elbows like you know that Japanese strong style that I, that we all love. And then finally, <clears throat> she wins with the shining wizard. That was enough to get Abaddon down, keep Abaddon down for the free count. Although I mean, Abaddon at the end of the ma- at the end of the match still doesn't seem that harmed me because of you know she's a she's like a walk living dead character, and um, which is her gimmick. But yeah, I mean, the shining wizard was enough to you know p- keep her pinned for one, two, three, and Sheeta retains the title, which is uh, which I was very really happy about.
0: So I, when I was watching this match, I watched it twice. I watched this whole event twice, right? Uh, you know. To you know, to be honest with everyone, Miguel and I didn't are reviewing this way after the fact yeah. of January January sixth is when this happened. This show yep. there, so I had to go back because I really wanted to see what happened. I want it was been so long that I really wanted to uh, get a refresher, right? And what i really picked up especially out of this match i think was the most different out of watching any other match is i think these two ladies did a great job in telling a story right uh just those little nuances like uh, really kind of putting abaddon over when she's the one who lost yeah where uh hikaru uh gave her a kendo shot kendo stick shot and she no sold it in the beginning, you know that stuff like that. And the fact that when they went, there was a spot in the match where they went under the ring, both of them. Uh, Abaddon dragged her in like some sort of uh, monster character in a horror movie, and they both came out, and uh, Sheeta was uh, um, got color on her neck, yeah. right? And you know, so implying that she. Bit- bit the crap out of her and i it was i think these uh ladies did a phenomenal job they really did uh you know we gave some love to bray wyatt with abaddon doing that uh all uh, all fours bridge <laughs> stare right yeah so um yeah big ups to them it was really cool uh seeing seeing that right uh because i feel like i think a lot of people feel this that the women's division at the at this moment is um Probably the thing that's lacking the most In AEW And that's not the worst thing Because just of so much content that we get From like the men's side It's just that uh, Maybe that takes away A little bit from the women But we know that that's going to change And uh, when you don't have When you have someone competing with you Right in like the Fed Who's taking so many of the most talented women In all of wrestling You know on their ship right that it's, it, it's tough to uh, get on their level because uh, I think we've always yeah. uh, talked about how like the women uh, overall, the division, you just it's just not full of experienced uh, wrestlers that have TV time experience week in and week out. Yeah, I, I completely agree. So I think we just need to be patient and this is definitely a great match and we will definitely see more great women's title and just women's matches in general. Uh, so we get another promo after this. We get back we're here, backstage with Ty Conti and uh, Sarah J. I mean Anna J. Anna J, yes. <laughs> Anna. And they're with their buddies Alex Reynolds and John Silver, three and four of the Black Or of the Dark Order. And we have uh, Anna who is 99 of The Dark Order. Ty has respect for uh, Serena Deeb. But she won't be alone in their match, which is next week, I believe. And then we get on to the main event of the evening. Oh, what a classic. Oh, man. Can we just just watch this match over and over again? That's really what I want to do. Uh, I love these guys uh, speaking from personal experience. You know, it was kind of tough because they had a match somewhat in our area in uh, Poughkeepsie, New York. You know, the are basically our local indie uh, promotion, which is uh, Northeast Wrestling. They always have some very cool shows. And it it was kind of hard to skip out on that uh, because, uh, you know, it's not the farthest away from us. But uh, it was I definitely considered it me who someone who doesn't travel at all because... (laughs) Uh, I just thought, wow, Ray Phoenix versus Kenny Omega. When are we going to see that? That was way before AEW. Yep. Not way before, but like a little bit before. Probably <laughs> one of Kenny Omega's last appearances in the U.S. before AEW. And you know what? What a show! What a main event! And you could see from here why I was, why anyone would ever think about uh, traveling uh, to go see that man. Because this match was awesome. Uh, Ray Phoenix is just I think you have to put him up there With one of the best high flyers Best luchadores in the world Right now And Kenny Omega is the best bout machine He is known for putting on amazing matches And this was no different He is the champion He is defending his title And what a way to uh, defend it
1: Yeah I mean this match—this is a classic match I think it was a 5 star match In my opinion um, I mean, you just get reversals left and right. Kenny Omega and preparing to do a suicida, and then Ray just interrupts over her Karana, and then they just eat each other's moves to like doing you know one of their own moves like immediately after, and then that's when they sell it. Like for example, when uh, Ke- Ray <clears throat> completely eats a tornado DDT by Kenny, and then and right after because he gets back up, and then he super kicks Kenny. And then he, that's when he collapses, you know, just stuff like that. Uh, and then you get get all these sequences where you know Kenny does a Snapdragon suplex, to the outside on Ray. Ray does a Topicon does mo, uh, two uh, uh sort of in a row. It took two Kenny because uh, Kenny got up from one of uh, the first one, sort of, kind of quickly. So then Ray, Ray went back into like do it again, so he could like get, keep him down. He's probably his attempt at trying to get him to get. You know, just stay down so you can put him back in the ring and probably pin him or do something else to him. And then of course, <clears throat> Ray does a backflip German suplex to Kenny, which is, uh, well, it looks so beautiful. Oh my god, I kind of I kind of wanted the match end like that. That would have been a nice finish. And then Ke- Kenny gives Ray multiple V triggers throughout the match, especially uh, towards like the climax of the match where he V triggers Ray, but he immediately gets up and then super kicks Kenny again. And then uh, he. Gets another V-trigger. And then, of course, Ray does a reverse Rana very shortly after that. And, of course, after, you know, Don calls gets involved, Kenny's manager, his former, you know, fellow Win- Winnipeg boy. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, Ray like, you know, he goes after Don because he, you know, to stop the distraction. And then, of course, that results in him getting another V-trigger. And then Kenny does... <clears throat> um, Tries to do with a, um, a one wing angel, but uh, Ray reverses it into the thunder fire thunder driver, and then that almost wins it, but Kenny kicks out mirac not not too miraculously, but you know after everything they went gone through in the match, he still kicks out, finally musters up the energy, and then of course after two more V triggers, Kenny finally connects a one wing angel, on uh, Ray, and then that's when and that's how he wins the match.
0: Well put, I th- I think we have to give, you know, a lot of love to AEW and for giving us this match alone, right? The match by itself, amazing. But then you add the surprise appearance. We all saw this coming because they just started working with Impact. But the Good Brothers coming into the ring at the end of the match because Moxley... And all these other guys are trying to come in to attack Kenny. And the Good Brothers, they come in, make their first appearance on AEW. This was supposed to happen way earlier, right? Unfortunately, mistakes were made. (laughs) But, you know, the Good Brothers would tell you that themselves, you know, in real life. But... We got them now, and it's really cool to see them for the first time on AEW, on Dynamite. They do a run-in. They help out their boy, Kenny. Bullet Club Reunion? Possibly, because after all is said and done, we end the night with the Too Sweet herd around the world. Too Sweet, that's right. Young Bucks, Kenny, the elite, they formed while a part of the Bullet Club in New Japan, throwing out them two Sweet skis that we do to this day, and... Uh, you know, we we thought that the two sweet was gone, man. Outside of WWE, because they put a patent in out for that, they they handed out to the Bucks personally a cease and desist. They shouldn't be able to do two sweet on TV or sell any merch with that. But guess what happened? Yes, we contest that, and we end the night with the Good Brothers. Uh, the Big LG, Doc Gallows, Carl Anderson, Kenny Omega, Matt and Nick Jackson throwing out the two sweet at the end of the night. It was so hype. And yeah, I was just so excited to see the Good Brothers in AEW and just uh, kind of reforming that kinship because Bullet Club is for life. And uh, the, the bond that these guys had is real you know it wasn't just uh let's put together a faction these these guys had to travel a lot together in new in japan and they are um really good friends in real life because of it <laughs> so yeah i think let's get into i this is like the easiest of easies for our line top spot and taunt of the night i in in a while i think ever for me personally so I'll start. Line of the night for me was Matt Hardy. He's not a monster. <laughs> He's they. The Private Party still has their third party <laughs> stuff. And that's hilarious. You know, I think a lot of people are tired of those little jabs at the Fed from a Dub, but That'll you know, you my
1: line of the night too. Yeah,
0: there you go. There yeah. you go. So we, you know, we think like minded, and it's just we. I think when you're just not. Doing when you're just not beating it over the head, it's it's not beating it over the head for me, not yet. And a lot of that stuff is really on, you know, like you're being the elites and stuff like that. It's not necessarily on TV that much. And if it is, it's kind of like you blink to miss it. So it's like, come on, like uh, I still get a good riff off of it. Hey, and if you want them to stop, just ask the Fed to stop doing stupid shit. <laughs> 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 because then that would stop. Okay. Yeah. So Yeah. Exactly. So uh, you know, shots fired over there. So my, uh, t- uh, okay, you know what? Usually I, I do, I want save spot for the end or whatever. But my top spot of the night was when Ray Phoenix got onto the second rope, did a backflip, did a backflip, right? Basically a moonsault, but he landed on his feet behind Kenny and delivered a German from there. That was oh, pretty dope. Oh, man, dude. Like, I, the, on- the only thing that I can think of that's close to that is, uh, Chad Gable or Shorty G I don't know what he goes by anymore Chad Gable Yeah where he Thankfully. would do a, a roll a roll up Into a German right That's yeah. the closest thing I could think Which in that in itself was really cool The first time I saw him I, kind of, I marked out I was like wow I've never seen that before And I've never seen anyone but Penta do that Spot onto Kenny Very sick That by far is my spot of the night And yeah do you have a spot of the night Top spot Top spot you know what? I did. I did
1: have a spot of the night. <clears throat> it was actually when Snoop Dogg did that. Uh, very The sloppiest body splash of all time. <laughs> and uh, pinned Serpentico in that little unofficial match they had. Okay.
0: Alright. Um, and yes, I, my how can the taunt not be the too sweet herd around yes, the world? at the end. That just gets that me so That was mine too. So Bucks, hyped. Good Brothers, and Kenny. Bullet club man, I'm ro- I rock their shirts all the time, you know. If you basically well, you know, pre-COVID days, you see someone walking down the street, you see someone at a convention, you see someone at the supermarket rocking bullet club merch. You gotta sweet them. You gotta sweet them. Yeah. Right? You gotta. And if they refuse it, then they're not a real bullet club fan. I literally I've literally never had anyone deny me the two sweet pre-COVID days.
1: Yes, I
0: agree. So um, yeah, that that does it for us. We're so excited to see uh, some of these uh, partnerships, right? Especially the Good Brothers. I'm a huge fan. Why don't you check out the Good Brothers? Uh, They have their own podcast, Talk and Shop. It's hilarious. I completely agree. It's really raunchy, so um, maybe not for all the audiences uh, out there, right? But yeah, that does it for us. Give me two sweet ski. We got to do it there. And take it easy, guys. Peace. Watch AW Dynamite. TNT.
1: Lucha!